Murfreesboro. The views and opinions on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of WGNS, its management, other hosts, or advertisers. And good evening, everyone. Ed Raymer here for the Evan Lee Raymer Show. And I'm going to get right into it. Kelly Northcutt is here. She's a candidate for state senate. Kelly, uh, you got her mic on? Yeah. How are you, Kelly? Welcome back. I'm fine as frog hair. How you doing? Doing good. You've been working today? <laughs> yes. I've been out knocking doors and talking to voters and getting people excited about getting out to right. vote early. Right. The early voting starts October 19th. So the 19th. I'm, I'm excited about that. Right. Yeah. And... How's the campaign going? We've been talking out there. And by the way, Wayne Steele is here. He's running for U.S. Congress, and he'll be in here uh, the bottom half of the hour. So he's here waiting to come in in just a few minutes anyway. Um, uh, how, how do you feel? I feel really good, yeah. Um, right. I, I think that, uh, I'm, of course, I, I ran in 2018 sure. uh, oh, yeah. for the same seat against the same opponent. Um, sure. And I think that... Uh, I think not only do I have a little bit more, you know, name recognition, people kind of know sure. me better, and yeah. that's a, that's always a, a benefit. Um, but but I also think that there's a whole lot of issues that are getting people more engaged in the process, more aware of what's yeah. going on right. at the state level and at the federal level. And I, I think people are just, you know just hot about some things they really are uh, and they I, really are. i've noticed you know it's like one of the first things i do when i knock on a door and t- or talk to a voter at an event is i ask them you know what what issues concern them at the state level or sure. or what helps them determine you know for whom they vote and uh in the past, a lot of people didn't really know they didn't have an answer for that so i right. tell them these are the things that are important mm-hmm. to me sure but as of late, uh, everybody knows what concerns them. They sure do. There is and they no have, shortage the of concerns. Have, they, they constituents have a way of letting you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, and well, especially I right directly, now, if I may yeah. say, the ladies, because we're uh, having record. I think we're going to see a record number of turnout of the ladies and of women in this, this I, I think nationwide, so too. not just with you here in Tennessee or wherever. Exactly. I think yeah. we're going to see it. And uh, the the events that happened the first within the first week or 10 days in Kansas alone, mm-hmm. which is a totally red state. It is. It's very red. And 60%, those gals are hot. The, you know. the, they are. Um, well, and I don't blame Kansas them. has the benefit of having a referendum, which takes an issue directly to the people. They get direct feedback sure, direct to feedback. their to their government. Right. And uh, Tennessee doesn't have uh, doesn't have that in their constitution. It's not an option for us to have a referendum. So basically, right. who you vote for to represent you in the state legislature, both in the House and the Senate, that is the that is our referendum. We need to vote for people <coughs> who believe that women have the right to control their own body. And and you know, it's like you're you're not wrong that women are very hot about this issue. They but, are. But a lot of the men I talk to are very hot about this too. They, they seem to have this, I don't know, modern kind of uh, idea of rights that they should apply to everybody, sure. <laughs> which is sure. really, uh, right. really refreshing. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So so I've, I've spoken to about as many men who are, are very up in arms about about taking away just, you know, the right to uh Autonomy, uh, the right, right to make decisions about what happens to your own body, and uh, and that that's that's really kind of comforting. So a whole lot of people are um, more engaged, more aware, and I think more likely to go vote, especially around this issue. Okay, 
we're going to get started here. Okay. Jackson's on the board. Uh, Kelly, hey, Kelly Northcutt is with us uh, tonight. Wayne Steele will be in here at the bottom at the bottom of the hour. But for right now, my name is Edmund Lee Raymer, and yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS Murfreesboro. And that is a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. And this is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show, and I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios of WGNS, AM 1450, 100.5 or FM, or 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the Great Volunteer State. Now, you can reach all of our guests tonight, you can reach Kelly or Wayne later, at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. You can also send a text to that same number. And Jackson will be glad to get it and either write it down or read it over there or whatever. For those of you who do not wish to be heard live on the air, we certainly understand that. Now, as all of you know, you can also listen to us via the Internet at WGNSRadio.com. That's WGNSRadio.com. And pull us up on Facebook the Edwin Lee Ra- at the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on WGNS. And we're up and running on that, are we now? And we got a phone call. Call or stay with them. I'll be right with you as we get loaded up here. And you can also download the WGNS app and take WGNS with you wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. And I do, uh, for our good friend Angela Bingham, who was just in here, she came in and visited with us just a little bit uh, a while ago. Listen to her. She always has a good show. She's a good lady. She's been around there for a while. Okay? And let's just say Jackson's on the board. Kelly Northcutt's our guest. Kelly, you've already got a call. Jackson, you want to go ahead oh, and put awesome. this caller on the air. Caller, you are on live. Go. Hi, my name's Alyssa, and I have a couple of questions for Kelly. Go right ahead, please. Hi, Alyssa. Awesome. Hey, so I'm just wondering, um, in the next couple of years, what does politics in Tennessee look like to you? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I think politics in Tennessee is getting ready to take a, a, a sharp turn to the left. <laughs> um, I, I think that we are not so much a red state as a non-voting state. And I think the fact okay. that people are so fired up about the, the current issues, both about, uh, you know, uh, the abortion ban, about the economy, um, about uh, public education. I think there's a lot of people that will be engaging that haven't traditionally engaged or or at least reliably engaged in the past. And I think a lot of those people that are motivated to vote will, main, will remain that way. And I think that... Mm-hmm. Um, that that's going to shift a lot of the reliably red counties to either purple or flipping blue. Um, and I, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, part yes. of the reason that yeah. we're, that we come out so red is that, you know, we don't have a high voter turnout. Uh, and I think when people yeah. are engaged, that's more likely to change. Uh, but some of that is also due to restrictions on voting. Um, oh, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, Republicans have gotten real good at that. Yes, yeah. they have. And they uh, cover it up very well. 
Well, sometimes they're just blatant about it. The whole redistricting right. yeah. that was very, very obviously gerrymandered. Even even a panel of judges uh, agreed that it agreed. was it was illegal yeah. gerrymandering, but it was just too close to the election to change it. They said, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think people get as confused as they think they would. Um, but I really think that. Um, as people get more engaged, it's going to shift more to the left. Carol, yeah, Carol, really Elmore. Wait, wait just a minute. You said you had another question for Kelly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you don't win this election, how are you going to keep working in it? Oh, well, uh, I, I've i been working in politics as an activist uh, yeah. for, for, oh, I don't know, decades probably. Right. Um, but... Uh, and my first my first election, uh, I I didn't win, but I I did like forty one percent against my opponent, who is now the incumbent. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, so I think that my chances of winning this time because of that in <coughs> voter engagement are much better. So right. uh, I I expect I've got a good chance to win this time. Sure. Um, but okay. even if I don't, I'm gonna be I'm gonna remain involved in the Democratic Party. I was their past uh, chair for the Rutherford County Democratic Party. And uh, I think it's important to get Democrats elected up and down the ballot. And that Absolutely. that passion won't change. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will not. Believe me. I know we're well enough to know that by now. Okay. <laughs> thank Anything you for the else? question, Thank though. you so much. That was all that I had for you. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you so much for calling. Listening. Okay. Thank you so much. You're going to vote name? early, right? Yeah. Yeah, for what's, sure. Okay. What's your name again? My name's Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa, thank yeah. you very much. We appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you guys have a good night. All right, Thanks. same to you, dear. Thank you very much. Uh, she sounds young, and a lot of our young ladies are getting involved in this thing, especially, and i got to say this, especially since Alito pulled pulled out his magic wand. Right, yeah, since the Dodd v. Jackson. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, right. that decision impacts uh, the young you know, young people of childbearing age so much more than it does the people who are making the laws. Exactly, right. <laughs> um, and, and for a lot longer time. Uh, it's... It's really, it's really kind of staggering the effect of it, especially since for 50 years that hasn't been a question whether right. or not uh, yeah, you, know, I know. you had access to the health care that well, you and choose. Well, and you and I have talked about this privately. All that bunch wants to do, I wish we could go back to like it was 1955. You know, that's uh-huh. all they've talked about. We cannot go back. Oh no! I won't. Back. Go I don't back. want to go back. And for My a lot of people, those good old days weren't so good. They weren't so good. <laughs> yeah, we've got another caller. Caller, bear yeah. with me. We're, me and Kelly are on a, on a soapbox now. <laughs> uh, we'll be right with you. I promise. Uh, you know. My mother said, you've heard me say this on here before, said, let me tell you something, honey. These are the good old days. And and she was right. She said, I woke up as a little girl and my feet hit that cold floor every morning mm-hmm. and heated the house with wood and coal. <laughs> well, and, so, and not know. only that, just the circumstances of, you know, of comfort in our daily um, lives. That's exactly right. But rights, you know, it's like that. the, the good old days of the 50s was before the Civil Rights Act. Sure. You know, the good old days were not that good for people of color. No. The good old days were not that good for women. No, you know it's like you could you could afford not to work, but you didn't really have the opportunity to work unless it was right. in a traditional female and still, role, and then you were underpaid. You're under, you're still, undervalued. Your pay, I was getting that your pay you're not going to get as much 
as, as a man would go, well, he's got And a, you could be fired you know, if you yeah. got married. You could be fired if you got pregnant. pregnant. You could exactly be right. fired if, uh, you know, if the wind blew the wrong direction. That's right. Basically, you could be, you know, fired at, at whim. And, uh, you know, it, it, you just didn't have as many opportunities for education or for, uh, for jobs or careers. Yeah. We got a caller on the line. You're on the air with Kelly Northcutt. Go ahead, please. Hi. Uh, yeah, I have. I, I want to clarify some things you were talking about abortion earlier, and just can you elaborate a little bit on your position on the right of privacy for people who are trying to, you know, make these tough reproductive choices? Um, All right. Thank you, caller. You have anything else? Uh, that's it. Thank you so much for your call. <laughs> Kelly, go right ahead. It's right down in your alley. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Um, <clears throat> the uh, The right to privacy was the, the basic... Uh, basic right from the Constitution that Roe v. Wade was decided on. It wasn't so much a right to have an abortion as it was a right to make private decisions on your own and that the government should not interfere in those decisions. Right. So Mm -hmm. the right to privacy was the basis for Roe v. Wade. The right to privacy is the basis for Obergefell uh, that allowed uh, gay marriages because the the same application of the right to privacy was that we don't get to interfere in a private choice of who you marry. Does that not touch on interracial marriage as well? It it does. That that was based on that as well. This is what I want to see Clarence Thomas. I want to see him come to terms with right <laughs> yeah that, that, that's yeah, a I mean, touchy issue gonna, for him are they I'm, gonna have I'm to sure. get a divorce or what and by the way can i still have a vasectomy well i think he i think he <laughs> conveniently left that out also uh the right to right. to use contraception right that was based on that's what i'm talking about right to privacy you know, yeah so we're we gonna be made to get a vasectomy or can i do i even have a right to get a vasectomy as a man um, yeah, somehow that is. Of course, being a really man, they're not going to touch us. Yeah, exactly. You know? That one really hasn't been brought to the forefront of the argument. Uh, but the the right to privacy is a, is a basic right that is right. Uh, enshrined in a lot of laws in this country, and it needs to remain that way because that decision, whether or not to have children, whether or not to use contraception, right. uh, whether or yeah. not to get an abortion, is a private decision. It is a private. It's not and my it should business. Should remain so. I believe you're. Right. I've, uh, you know, it's like uh, I think it's fine if your faith informs your choice on abortion, sure. but your government should not. I agree. I agree entirely. And I'm telling you, uh, this thing has woke some people up. Finally, took yes. 50 years to do it. Even some I mean, folks who are conservative and and vote Republican did not think that would be overturned. They didn't and some think that women would ever happen. Are yeah. astounded that it actually happened. I right. don't think they saw that. I don't think they had that on their Supreme Court bingo card. I don't believe so. No, I don't think <laughs> and so. And some are shocked. And I'm hoping yeah. that in the privacy of the voting booth, they will vote in favor of their own rights instead I of think, along with conservatives. I think you may be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. All of you, many of you. Have written me on uh, on facebook or or messaged me or whatever thank you all so much carol ann elmore is down in uh, in chattanooga and carol thank you so much for for supporting this broadcast we appreciate it you got another phone call we've got another phone call for kelly uh caller go ahead you're on the air oh hi there kelly hi how are you <laughs> i'm good this has got to be chloe i know it, that voice that's it, chloe it is <laughs> Hey, I heard that uh, that you had to move because redistricting uh, drew you out of the district. 
which raises the question of where does Don White live? <laughs> um, it, it's like a game of where's Waldo? Where is Don? Right. Um, <laughs> this has um, come up before, by the way. Oh, has it? Yes, yeah. it has. Um, it came but, up before. Yes. Um, I've heard from people who live on her street that uh, she doesn't actually live at the address that she, of, of record for her. Right. Um, I'm not sure where she does live, but I, I've heard it might be Brentwood. But um, th- I've had yes. several people tell me personally mm-hmm. that she doesn't live there. Um, I think you should live in the district you represent. And not only is that my opinion, that is the law. Is you have that to the have, law? I was going to yes. ask you, is that the law? Yes. Or that, has this been something that just through the ages has been highly suggested? <laughs> uh, it, it's more than a suggestion or a guideline. It is actually the law. It to is qualify law. Okay. as a candidate... You, you know, you have to meet a certain age. You have to have lived in the district a certain amount of time, um, which I did until the redistricting, which only happened, um, I don't know, because of the delay of the census, because of the delay of them releasing the district. Um, it, it, it was released, I think, in January, uh, the end of January. And um, I think April was when you had to... Uh, turn in a petition to run for office. Um, as as it happens, there's an actual little dog leg shape uh, mm-hmm. that takes my the house I've lived in for 25 years in District 13 and puts it into District 14. Right. So, um, which I'm guessing they may have done just to aggravate you. I don't think it was so much to aggravate me as to make it so that I couldn't run, Right. <laughs> um, which did aggravate me to the point that right. I just decided I would refinance my house and buy a house in the district. And that's what I've done. We're uh, in the midst of... So you're putting your money where your mouth is. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, towing that line. It's like I, I plan to reside in the district for which I'm elected. So you can't just own a home in the district. You need to reside. In it. Reside. Because yes. That, that's what's and, in the law. Yeah. You have to I reside, mean, which this, means that you right. intend to come back there, you know, more nights than you are away. Right. And you, I mean, because this guy in Pennsylvania, this Oz character. Oh, yeah. This is crazy. He doesn't even live in the same state. <laughs> Okay. All right. Caller, Chloe, are you there? Are you gone? I'm here. And it, it, but you've, you've raised the question, how is Don White continuing to get away with not being an actual resident in her district? I don't know. It looks like the party of law and order should call her out on it. It looks like they might be concerned about that. I I think only because, uh, you know, she's been given a pass for one reason or another. Um, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, I don't know why they couldn't just draw her into the district if they sought to draw me out of it. But maybe Brentwood being in a different different (laughs) county is is an issue. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that nobody has uh, held her to account for it uh, or offered proof that she doesn't live there. Right. I think it's time. (laughs) Time (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Kelly, you're a great candidate. Thank you so much. Uh, Chloe, you're a good friend. Thank you so much for calling. All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do when we get a little organized here. Okay. You've got another call? Okay. Caller, please hold on. We're going to go to our first uh, series of breaks. Kelly Northcutt is here. The lines are hot. Just stay with us. Terry, you called, uh, and uh, I think the answering service said they were not accepting calls at this time. We are accepting calls, so please 
Terry, if you need to call back, please do so. Be patient with us. Uh, we're Kelly's got it pretty well jammed up tonight. Oh, that's we're going to awesome. go to our first series of breaks. <laughs> this is Ed Ramer for the Ed Ramer Show. Kelly Northcutt is with us, and Wayne Steele is going to be in here after a while. Be right back right after these good words. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we are back, and Kelly Northcote is our guest. Wayne Steele is going to be in here at the bottom of the hour. We've got a phone call. Go ahead, Hi. caller. Hey, this is Terry over in Knoxville. Hello, Terry. How are you? Did you you finally got through? I did. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank you very much. What can we do for you, my friend? Well, it's so great to hear an intelligent voice that I. Now you're talking about me or Kelly. You've got to be talking about Kelly. You, you know. <laughs> oh man, it, you know we have to call Middle Tennessee to find a uh, a middle of the road or a uh, someone that's not conservative. Common you know, sense. We yeah. We common. don't have anything like that over here. Well, you did have uh, Gloria Johnson not too far from you, but then they kind of moved her district all the way over here to Rutherford County. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was going to tell you, you know, she had to move also. Yes, she did. Yeah. She just. uh, And uh, that was uh, when you when you said that that you had to do that. That made me think, my goodness, she's not the only one. I wonder if it's just. They're doing it by gender or by uh, party. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Uh, do, do you think uh, strong, opinionated women might scare them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just speculating. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was calling to ask, uh, are you getting any help from any national democratic funds other than just local That's health? a good question. Um, n- well, n- no, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, the, the Democratic National Committee is helping, uh, helping the Tennessee Democratic Party, and they're helping me. So I guess, uh, you know, through... In a roundabout way. Uh, in a roundabout way, yes. Okay. Uh, and I've joined the the Tennessee Democratic Party coordinated campaign, so uh, they're helping candidates across the state, and uh, okay. and and we need it. Uh, you know, it's like it's been quite a few years since Democrats have held power as a majority right. in the state, and that that tends to make it you know a little bit more of a challenge. So uh, we're we're happy yeah. for the help that they're they're giving us, and happy mm-hmm. for the guidance of the right. uh, the DNC as well um, but I have gotten uh, gotten support from uh, the Tennessee AFL-CIO uh, from SEIU uh, Union uh, for Middle Tennessee because um, yeah. they've got a dog in the hunt this time there's four amendments on that the ballot they do. They and do. amendment number one is an attempt to uh, ensconce right to work which is a misnomer uh, into the Tennessee Constitution um, and, and we need to vote no on that. Yes, we need to vote no and we've on done one. Two shows on it. You know, Chloe did one. Yes, yeah. And then my other guest, and I can't bring her name right. Well, they, <laughs> you know they, they have worded one of those very conspicuously. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, even e- yeah, even just calling it right to work is uh, basically it, it's the right to pay you less and fire you at fire will. you whenever they want. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, across the nation, states that have a right to work law in in the state workers make approximately ten thousand dollars less every year than states that do not have right to work laws exactly right. so and, that and, hits know, people that, in the pocketbook i'm sorry that's what all dens need to run on is are you aware that nationally and at the state level mm-hmm. we cannot get an increase in the minimum wage and you know why <laughs> yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. of right to work. That's a lot of it. And and because they, they well, that makes no, it possible to squash down. right. It makes it possible to squash unionization. I think that's why they want to put it as an amendment. That makes it harder to overturn. A law can and be easily good. overturned and they see the surge of smaller employers that uh, smaller uh, groups of employees that are organizing and unions are becoming more and more popular for that very reason right. because of a livable wage not even right. just a minimum wage what we need is a livable wage a livable wage and 15 dollars yes, is not even enough most companies you go out there out to you know unless it's uh, like a, a for tips you know like a server um, most of them are offering 15 dollars an hour because they they know that with the competition that they can't get people for less than that so exactly. but but it still is not a, a livable wage. In in Middle Tennessee, it takes $16.99 per hour for a person working full-time to afford housing and utilities and food and right. just, you know, every just day. Just, just, just a livable to, wage. To, just to live. Yes. Uh, well, East Tennessee is catching up. We're, we're almost there. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. and and with the uh, you know with the the in- inflation that that is rearing its ugly head, even you know right. despite um, yeah. despite uh, Biden's Re- Inflation Reduction Act, which I think will be helpful, has. Uh, you know, I think it has some wonderful tenets to it. Um, it's, you know, it's a global problem. It's because of well, the pandemic. You know, and uh, it is. Kelly, even at the, it, in Congress, they won't even let it come up to a vote mm-hmm. because it takes the 60 vote uh, threshold to, uh, to even listen to it. You know, they won't even vote on it. So right. we can't get a minimum wage increase nationally. And the state folks are definitely not going to do it unless we get a blue house. That's right. true. That's exactly right. And yeah. you know, we we have a you know we have a rainy day fund uh, that they've you know kind of hoarded and set aside this you know <laughs> yeah. mountain of dragon's yeah. gold that, right. that Bill Lee sits atop. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and. We had, uh, you know, right before school uh, for buying back-to-school supplies, we had a, a tax-free weekend where uh, food was not taxed and school supplies weren't taxed. Right. Um, and that that kind of levels the playing field for a lot of people because uh, a sales tax is kind of regressive. You know, uh, everybody well, needs to buy food and lo- people with a lower income pay a higher percentage of their income in taxes. Sure. So a really easy course. way to fight that sure. at the state level, to fight this inflation and give families more money in their pocket, more money in their bank account between paychecks is to get rid of that food tax. We could easily do it without hindering what we have budgeted at the state if they would just stop, you know, hoarding money. Yeah. Well, you know, and grassroots messaging from all of our candidates is what counts. Yes. And I'm talking bread and butter issues. Yeah. You know, wages, benefits, rights, liberties. Yes. The things that we've always won and, you know, I think we could bring the farm vote back if we just concentrated on it a little more. I think so, too. Uh, right. And And there's been there's a rural caucus in the state party. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's all, groups all over that are kind of focused on the the specific challenges that rural areas and farmers have. And they have felt like they've been kind of cast out, I do believe, in rural areas. I think you're right, Ed. Yeah. I think so. And I, I think they do. And and that's on both sides of the aisle. I think it's like you know, yeah. hey, don't don't forget about us. Yes, yeah, and and part of that is because you know family farms are diminishing. It's like there they are, are a, a lot right. fewer farmers out there, and so they not only have less voice, but you know, kind of right. Uh, yeah, they they have been kind of at the at the back of the line for a while, and I think it's really important. That's kind of a vital okay. link to what we need to make this country operate. Terry, and I think one more thing, and I gotta go. Yeah. Okay. One more, one more quickie. Okay. Can we concentrate uh, getting the message out about the prison industrial complex mm-hmm. and <laughs> Governor Lee's rejection of allowing the folks that had been charged with possession of marijuana not to be released? There's only two other states or three other states that did that after after the president said right. that you know that they could be released. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And What's Terry, that all about? Uh, 
I, What's I, that all about? I'm not sure if that's just um, a kind of uh, pandering to a more conservative base that sees that as a as a hot button issue that is a, a hard right. no for them, or if it's just not realizing the impact that that has in communities. Um, I think that you know if we if we legalized it, it you know medically and or recreationally if we decriminalized marijuana um partly that would stop the flow into the private prison pipeline sure. <laughs> which right. from my viewpoint would be a good thing that would be a very positive okay. thing but uh if you've signed a contract to fill a certain number of beds and you want to uphold that state contract then uh, you know mm-hmm. i think he has right. a vested interest in making sure more tennesseans get arrested for that it and that's that just way. wrong-headed yeah okay Terry, thank you. I thank, thank you very you much. I look forward thank to meeting you. you one day, and I promise you I'll buy you a cup of coffee, okay? All right, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. He has a great point about, you know, yeah, bread and butter does. issues and, you know, it, about uh, just the grassroots kind of thing. And uh, the problem is a lot of our legislators have to kind of, you know, work out extra empathy and, uh, you know, do do a lot of research to even understand what those problems are. Um, I don't have to, I don't have to imagine those problems that I've lived those challenges. It, right. That's my life. <laughs> you know, yes. it's like I've, I've worked paycheck to paycheck. I've, I know I, you have. Yeah. I know what it's like to, you know, have my own, you know, to be self-employed and not be able to afford health insurance, not exactly have access right. to health care. Exactly right. I know what it's like to have medical debt. And I, I just, just recently got rid of medical debt that I, you know, I'd been paying on for uh, I guess about 14 years from uh, right. a, you know, a surgery one of my kids had to have, um, it, and it's it's it weighs on you. It and takes away money you could this, use. Yeah, people won't believe this coming to it until it bites them. Then they'll become a believer. Right. But uh, unfortunately, that's the only way they're going to do it. But Wayne Steele has yeah. joined us. Hang on a minute. Yeah. We, <laughs> uh, do we have a call? We have one more call. Wayne, I want you to feel free. Go ahead and cut Wayne's mic on, please. Wayne, how are you? Good to have you with us. Yes, good to, be, to be here. Great to be back. Go ahead. Caller, you're on the air. Please go ahead. Uh, me? Yes. Oh, great. Hi. Uh, yeah, I appreciate hearing your, your uh, conversation, uh, which brought up a few more topics. So, um, but a few things I wanted to say. I don't think anyone has banned completely banned abortions they they're looking at it from a standpoint of heartbeat or when the baby can live on its own now i'll let kelly i'll let kelly answer that because i do not i'm not really up on all of that and wayne you can chime in too if you know about it i've been following it well in tennessee the the last law that was passed prior to the overturn of Roe v. Wade to the Dodd v. Jackson decision was about the heartbeat bill, which they uh, estimated was six weeks, uh, uh, six weeks gestation. Um, It's not an actual heartbeat. So legally, that wasn't sound reasoning. But that was the last bill before that. But Tennessee had a trigger ban. They had a a law that was set in motion as soon as that was overturned. So basically what that did was 30 days after it was overturned, it made all abortions in Tennessee illegal. 
there is no exception. Idaho is the only other state that has such a such a harsh law. But there is no exception for the life of the mother. There is no exception for rape or incest or ectopic pregnancies or the death of a fetus in utero. So right. there, it okay. is illegal to well, ban to to uh, for a doctor to perform an abortion under any circumstance in Tennessee. There is a positive defense for the life of the mother, but that means the doctor has to be charged with a felony first, well, that's, and they that's can use. That's assuming that the the doctor is actually. It, the way it's written is the doctor is uh, guilty, and he has to turn around exactly. and, and argue that he's innocent. Exactly right. right. He, is, he's charged against, with a felony, and yeah, and the only which defense is against he has, the U.S. Constitution. It is. Uh, You're and, innocent until proven guilty. Right, and it's much like the defense for murder by saying it's self-defense. You are already charged with murder. Right. You have to say okay. yes, I did it, but this right. is why. And will you? Will you not? Uh, you know. Will you excuse it because of that reason? And so you have to have doctors and hospitals that are willing to commit felonies, admit they committed a felony, and can the doctor even practice medicine while I he's don't charged know. before because the any doctor nobody that I know knows that I've ever known will tell you that at times, unfortunately, uh, and I've said this before, an abortion is a mess, a necessary medical procedure. Right. right. There are many cases right. where it is, and none of these nuances were considered when the law was passed. Exactly. None at all. Caller, are you still there? I am. Uh, I was just also along that topic. Um, I wonder what the Supreme Court even bringing up Roe v. Wade at the time that they did. Did they want to get government, especially federal government, out of the abortion topic altogether and force it to the state? I was just thinking the same thing myself. And, Caller, <laughs> thank you very much. I'm going to have to let you go. Okay? We've got the lines oh, are jammed. Oh, I, wait I a minute. Wait. Ask you about this go ahead. Redistricting. redistricting is something that is done on a, on a uh, rotating basis. It's just done as a function of population. Isn't it? And mm -hmm. a few others. Based upon the census. Uh, yeah, every 10 years census, after the census. Every 10 census, years, yeah, 10 uh, years. Yes, yeah, to equalize the okay. number of uh, citizens that are represented in each, each district. Yes. But uh, yeah, the party in power gets to decide where the lines are drawn. Right. Hmm. Caller? And the, woman, the woman that's um, not in her district, is she <laughs> in office? Currently. Yes. yes. Yes, she is. She's in. Her name is Dawn White, and yes. she was elected six years ago. Yes. Right. And if you know where she lives, please, yeah, let us know. It'll be like, where's Waldo? We get to find out where's Dawn. <laughs> well, there's where's Waldo with Desjardins too, because he doesn't show up to anything. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody sees him except for handing Call out trophies uh, in Shelbyville <laughs> with the horses. You know, marijuana. There's millions of people that never have marijuana on them at all, and you know, frequently it does bring people to bigger crimes because of the mind-enhancing ability of it. And I guess it, it would be a tax increase for government, but... Uh, right. Well, it'd be a way to... Uh, if if you elected me... Go ahead. If you elected me, that would be a way to pay down the debt. And right now, neither party... Uh, nationally is really focusing on that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that there's debt reduction and, and some uh, uh, deficit reduction with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, mm -hmm. but you know, 
I, I would, uh, my proposal is, is mandatory uh, medical marijuana nationwide and leave it to the states for recreational, but tax it to where 3% goes exclusively to the debt. We've, we're sure. $3, $30 trillion in debt. You right, know? exactly. We could, we could just do away with loopholes so that everybody mm -hmm. pays some tax. That, yeah. that would help. Caller, I want to thank you. We have other calls waiting. I thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's do before we uh, Jackson. Let's do this. I'm going to keep winning. I'm going to keep Kelly in here too. Okay. We we've had more calls than I anticipated. Let's go to a break, and then sort of modify that. And this is Ed Willie Ramer show. I'm Ed Ramer with you. Wayne Steele is here, and along with uh, Kelly Northcutt, and they're running for their respective offices. Uh, Wayne is running for U.S. House against Desjardins. And Kelly is running for state senate against Don White. They're both on the Democrat ticket, I'm proud to say. Stay with us. Be right back. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run. Or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. Want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low maintenance landscape design. Retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We are here, Edwin Lee Raymer. <sighs> Wayne Steele is here. Kelly Northcutt is here. Our phones have been going all night, so let's keep going. Jackson, we have a caller on the line. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Well, hey, Ed. It's Kathy Watts. Well, hello, Kathy. Hey, How Kathy. are you? Hello, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just had 
couple of my favorite people on tonight, and I was so excited about all these phone calls. I hope it turns into votes. That's just so Amen. exciting. Amen to that, too. From I your agree. lips to God's ears. <laughs> I know. And, and if we could just have another hour, please. Yes. Um, because uh, we haven't heard enough from, from Wayne. And there's an issue. I agree. That, uh, that I think he's uh, really passionate about, and this isn't what you thought I was going to ask, Wayne, um, oh. that, that I want to hear more about, and that's um, the plan to um, legalize um, medical marijuana nationwide. Okay. And you want to let, let Wayne address well, I that? Be- I, I believe Wayne uh, mentioned at the forum the other mm-hmm. night that he was very interested in doing that, and I mm-hmm. think the callers would like to hear more about it, and I would too. Kathy, we'll do it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for your support. Both of the candidates appreciate it. Thank you for supporting this show, too. Thank you very much. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye-bye. Wayne, take us down this road. Because I've got some young people who told me, if they ever legalize medical marijuana, so uh, I'm going to be one of the sickest people you've ever seen for about a year. <laughs> what are you grinning about, son? Uh, <laughs> all right, Wayne. No comment. Okay. Right? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I, right. I, I do believe in, in the national decriminalization and, and the, um, the rescheduling of it. Right, um, yeah. And, and all of that. But as a survivor of PTSD, it would it would be so advantageous to have an alternative uh, type of medicine to use instead sure. of uh, instead of all this medications that you know gets pushed down your throat, um, but yeah, the uh, it, it's also a, a black and brown issue with how many people uh, would regain their voting rights. Um, uh, the taxation in and of itself, uh, focusing on three uh, percent going to the debt and one percent going to education and one percent going to um, uh, health care it it would just it would help the economy immensely uh the right. uh, i don't know if you heard the um i forget uh, it's a black organization who uh has sued over the federal government uh watering down the farm uh bill for right. uh, minorities mm-hmm. right and so sure. you know if you opened up uh medical marijuana farming nationwide you would also help um minorities minority farmers right because marijuana let's face it it has come to where marijuana used to be it was tobacco right was cash crop Mm -hmm. in kentucky and tennessee because i know my parents had in kentucky we had a tobacco base Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. you could do the same thing with marijuana right you could do that and the government could regulate it and they're doing it with the hemp farmers right and and cbd is already that way yeah same thing and uh, I've had a young man on the sh- on, on on broadcast before, and he is regulated by the state. I mean, they come out and check his levels. They check. I mean, it's right. I mean, very it, official. It's it's an official deal. It's they nothing, they issue you know. the seeds, and they come they come take uh, DNA yes. from the plants you grow to make sure that yes, what you are growing is from yeah. the seeds that they they gave you. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think you know, you know. Let's let's cut to the chase, folks. And I'm talking to my two guests here, and and you that are listening too. This is 2022. Right. This is not 1947. Okay. <laughs> I just pulled that number well, out not, of the air. Well, it's not it's, reefer madness. Right. No, Let's be no. real. I mean, our, you know, our, our Declaration of Independence is written on hemp paper. Come on, people. Right. Well, and not only that, if you want to <laughs> consider it God's medicine. Well. It, it came from the ground. 
It does. It it's comes, it it's comes very similar to alcohol prohibition. It, right. it, it's not mm-hmm. as if you're creating a market for it. That and market already any, exists. And you can get it out here within. We can go out of this station. I'll guarantee you, we can buy a bag of pot. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just the ask th- couple people. The thing about <laughs> it is, too, is that uh, I've heard. Uh, from local down in Coffee County, that uh, Janice Bowling has, you mm-hmm. know, farms set up already. Uh, that as soon as it goes legal, she's got she's got farmland ready to go to grow. Oh, it. I don't doubt it. They may you be know, irrigated so, and everything else. And, 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 and whenever you're thinking about who to vote for in the seven candidates uh, right. that are in this race, I'm the only one that's pro cannabis. Good point. So when she's relying that. on on uh, the more progressive <laughs> uh, people to pass it. She's so relying she on the Democrat Party. Well, from she's what I've heard, on. she is one of the only Republicans to bring it up in a bill in the state to legalize it in some form. Right. So at and, least and she is trying to do farmers. that. But you know, yeah, yeah, it, yes. it okay. would give them a, ca- uh, a like you said, a cash crop. Uh, and and I think it's it, it's unconscionable that uh, that the ruling elite can benefit from making it legal while well, we still have the people inc- incarcerated and the, and the for possession for yeah. simple possession I agree. yeah and that's just unconscionable that we're locking up an entire generation of predominantly black and brown people exactly. and and setting up the elite power structure to sure. to profit off of it mm-hmm. that's just unconscionable Kelly Northcutt's here, Wayne Steele. We've got a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to ask Wayne. Wayne, um, you know Desjardins is not going to debate you. He's not going to do anything. No. Your name We've already had a couple of debates. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just stating the obvious. How, how are you getting your name recognition out there? That's what I want to know. Are you getting a lot of people talking about, about the race? I mean, how are you, how are you doing about doing that? Yeah. And, and then number two thing, number two thing for... Um, I don't know if Kelly's trying to get Don White up the person his friend Don White. Um, I, I've already gotten three mail answers from Don White. Yeah. About voting. So, so if y'all want to go over and play political bingo with me. Well, if you're on some of my email lists, you might get twice a day right now. I'm not on that list. I'm just saying, I've gotten three mail outs already. I, I, I had a love, love during the primary. We can, we can play political bingo for the next six years. Then. <laughs> I, go ahead. But I, I just want to ask, I don't know who's running this, but uh, also about, about Miss White. She said a few years ago about expanding Medicare, said we couldn't afford it, said we'd be broke. Now, how much is in our rainy day fund? Right. Two billion. Um, I I think it's yeah. I, I don't know the exact That's number, but I, I mean it's, it's way up there. It's we're, over we're, a billion. We're one, of the, we're one of the best physically run states in the country. I don't think Medicare is going to break us. Well, and the thing is, we're already paying into the federal fund right. for state exactly. expanded Medicaid. Well, mm-hmm. So we're we're, we're spending money. money we're we're spending money for which we get nothing. There are four, about 40,000 uninsured Tennesseans exactly and, right. that mm-hmm. could be insured if we passed Medicaid. Right. So it doesn't seem a fiscally responsible idea to spend money and get nothing for it. Well, I don't the, understand how the party that that touts themselves as being fiscally responsible can, can continue to send millions of dollars out of this state to help insure people in other states. It just it doesn't wash. Right. Well, it's they, ridiculous. They, they, they were seeing they were seeing Emory em- em- used to Martha's Vineyard in Alaska, so we know we know what we know what that case is. 
<laughs> yeah, we got the saying is and that idiot in Texas over <laughs> So we we know we know that's the case. I'm just saying that's my two questions. I would ask how y'all gonna go about doing it and I'll hang up with and I'll enjoy y'all show. Jeff, right? thank you so much. Jeff Neal, thank you. Well, All right, Wayne, the, you were gonna address this. The the thing about it is too is that, you know, I get my health insurance from the federal marketplace. So um mm-hmm. the subsidies if you look at the subsidies and how much private insurance costs the taxpayers it's much higher than if someone uh, was able to get on ten care. Mm-hmm. I know. I know that doctors don't like the payouts as well, uh, and and maybe we need to to help uh, negotiate that better. Uh, but it would still save the taxpayers both locally and federally than okay. to, than to have a bunch of subsidies. Well, and that's another thing. Bill Lee's ad. I've seen this thing of Bill Lee, where it's the honor of his life to you know be elected governor to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, which whatever the glory to God and all that you know that they have expanded Medicare they haven't expanded Medicare have they did he say that on his ads I I, I saw the one because no they haven't Kathy sent me one that uh, the uh, our Jason Dr. Martin had redone and he corrected him on several points it's the funniest thing there was it's it's brilliant they need to send this thing out okay Dr. Martin's a wonderful candidate yeah. And he comes and from a healthcare I love, background. I, I think love, he probably I think knows. Probably know what that. he's talking about. Yeah. Yes, I believe he would. Yeah. Okay, we've got one more caller on the line. Thank you for your calls tonight, caller. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Ed. This is uh, Christian. Yeah, Hello, I'm, Christian. Uh, How are you? <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's going on there? Hey, <laughs> Kelly. Hello, Ka- Wayne. I've, I've got these two people chained to the desk. I ain't gonna let them go till about ten thirty. So. <laughs> well, you, you, let's go. Uh, you've done a, you, y'all have done a great job. I'm really proud of you, especially. Uh, Kelly and both of you, I'm just uh, ecstatic that you guys are out there uh, really getting after it. But I have a question that is, I think, posed to both candidates, but I would like Wayne to go first. Okay. So, you know, Wayne, you're running as a Blue Dog Democrat, mm-hmm. more of a conservative Democrat than I think old I'd say Kelly moderate. I, Well, maybe more conservative than Kelly, but uh, whenever you <laughs> like say conservative yeah. Democrat, you, you, you start... <laughs> Pulling uh, Joe Manchin uh, up in in visuals, and I'm yeah. not a Joe Manchin. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and I don't I don't want to pigeonhole you there, but I do think <laughs> that semantics are important here, because you and I both come from rural communities. You and I both see what mm-hmm. rural communities need. Mm-hmm. So we grew up in the same town, know each other very well. But I think this is a good question for both candidates because I want to look at our state of democracy. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to look at how how we operate and how the confluence between the very hardline right and the very hardline left seem to polarize our political system. Now, with these voices in the middle, and Wayne, I'm assuming that you're going to be one of these voices in the middle, mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. plan on governing as someone who is going to look at the needs of people rather than look at the national banner or national slogan that, that either side is pumping out? And Kelly, I yeah. think this is important for you, too, because it, you don't need to be trapped within the confines of what uh, AOC or Biden or Pelosi are mm-hmm. putting into a mainstream True. you know, uh, politics. Yeah. I think if, if you guys are looking at the needs of your people and understanding, oh, oh my God, people have to eat, people have to be able to afford their health care, people have to be able to, to do this and that, mm-hmm. how are you guys going to operate in a democracy that is extremely um, polarized, that doesn't necessarily have uh, what, it seems, what seems to not have room for both of you? So, Wayne, go ahead. Kristen, thank you very much. We're almost out of time. Thank you so much for your help this week. I appreciate it. Okay? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All right. Well, 
I, I, I love this question because um, yeah. it goes back to not separating myself from my Republican friends. Mm-hmm. Sure. The thing no. is, uh, and maybe maybe I'm over, oversimplifying it, but it's listening. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. It's listening. Uh, I've got one county chair that's that's uh, you know goading me to really get. Uh, uh, I, you can have three congressional offices, I think, in the district, and they want one of the offices there. Well. I think that you need a congressional office in every county. Why should you have to right. to drive an hour or more to, to talk to somebody at least that represents your representative? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I won't be like the Washington Democrats or Republicans who just don't talk to each other. Well, not only that, they won't talk to the public. Well, mm-hmm. true, yeah, and and I mean, uh, I, not even. I haven't even offered to do to, to 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 have him up. I've been by the office several times. No one's ever there. Right, right. Especially <laughs> not Desjardins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, the door it. is locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no sign, you know, back for lunch in an hour or nothing like that. I mean, it's locked, and it's right. the old saying, you know, the lights are on but nobody's home. <laughs> You're talking about the You're office, s- not the candidate? You s- yeah, all, yeah, well, okay. whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I was puzzled, too, Wayne. You have friends that are Republican? Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> well, amazing. I, it, 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 I, you would be hard-pressed to have any too. friends. Uh, right. you would, you, yeah. If you isolated yourself that way, you sure. just wouldn't have any friends, sure. period. You know? right, Some yeah. of us are unicorns down there just yeah. saying you're a Democrat, sure. um, yeah. where, I'm, where we're from. But uh, I would say just talking to people talking to colleagues, talking to other representatives, and building friendships. I don't want to tout myself too much, but right. it's it can be about personality. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, personality is, uh, I don't know, charisma has something to do with being sure. able to, it's like Bill Clinton. He could, he could yeah. rag on the Republicans <coughs> and then turn around and come and have dinner with you sure. that very evening. Right. You know, and yeah. I, I would be that type of person. Right, you know, and I think we were talking about a different time in history too. True, you know, it, it, it was different then, because all of your major politicians back then said, you know, hey, after five or six o'clock, you know, everybody, we're 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 all talking about the same thing. Yeah. This is back Tip O'Neill. I'm talking about the mm-hmm. old guys, you know, mm-hmm. but it's uh, apparently from what I hear, it's not that way anymore. Well, and I really all. think a lot of this polarization is just to grab attention and headlines. I think for the most part, most people are closer to the middle. And I think that right. if, you know, it, it, when it comes down to it, as people just want the same things. Right. People want to be able to live comfortably. They want to be able to, you know, have a vacation or some money in savings. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to, to have their children have a better opportunity than they did. And that applies, th- those kind of <coughs> issues, whether or not you can afford gas or make sure, sure. you have access to health care, uh, you know, or make sure that, you know, you have access to diabetes medicine or exactly uh, right and and or maybe a vacation you know some money in savings make sure your kids have a good opportunity with public schools to Mm -hmm. do better than you did or to to do what they want those those apply across the aisle it doesn't matter whether you live in the suburbs or you live in a rural county people are people and as long as you respect that humanity in someone else then you have a starting point for a conversation you have a starting point for i i see what you need and we're all here for the same thing and people who need people 
are the luckiest people in the world. Now <laughs> he's going to break into song. Out, let me say. Let me <laughs> one say thing, one, you got one, minute. One, one shout out is uh, that I uh, lo- shout out to local five seventy two. Okay. In Nashville, I got uh, the United Association of Pipe uh, Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, right, and HVAC, and to vote no on one. Good deal. Does Bill Lee know you have HVAC support? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying Kelly. to get him, uh, trying to get a donation from him. Kelly you think North I will? Uh, work? <laughs> Wayne Steele. Good luck with that. Yeah. Early voting starts the 19th. The 19th Wednesday. through November this, 3rd. This yeah. Wednesday. Edwin Lee, Ed Reimer for the Edwin Lee Reimer Show. Till next Sunday, I'll catch you down the road. Good night. Thank you.